And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. Right, here we go. Here we go. Energize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic books. Movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games. Toys. TV shows. Morphin' time! Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All of the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk nerdy to me. That is right. It is an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. It is your favorite day of the week. And uh, I came prepared this week, everybody. Um... I, I'm super excited because number one, the the gang's all here, the family's all together, which is always a cause for celebration. Um, Celebration's a strong word. And well, you know, tolerance. There it is. Um, barely tolerant. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, the classics are here. We're uh, your old school, traditional fan favorite, talk nerdy to me hosts. It's of course, Koran, Julian, Obi-John, and me, Captain Chris. We're all here, and I'm real excited because I've got a whole bunch of uh, um, stuff for the beginning part of the show, and it makes me real happy because uh, you guys know what day it is, right? It's not It's not like new episode day, which is should be everybody's favorite day. It's the halfway point of the week, so you, know, you kind of have your second wind for the rest of the week, rest of the work week. And so... Uh, uh, the joke is, um, that I was going to do this and just pretend that I was hitting the wrong buttons, but I'm just going to go ahead and skip to the, the best day because, um, I found this while I was surfing online. I think I sent you guys a Snapchat of yesterday's, um, but, um, I found one for today, which is my favorite and it makes me laugh. Like, I've been listening to this all day because it's just, it years ago. I'll, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. Years ago, I found this, and uh, I, I always said if I could ever find it again, I would save it and use it on the podcast. And it took me a couple years, but um, I finally found it, and it's real stupid, but it makes me happy, and that's all that really matters to me. So, you know, I, I think it's fair. So um, what it is is it's um, – I have one for every day of the week, but it's uh, like people have cut up – songs that mention the specific day of the week and so it's like you know a bunch of songs that say monday and then it puts them all together and then a bunch of songs that say tuesday so i have the one for wednesday and it makes me real happy 
uh, to play it because it's Wednesday. Wednesday see? And so we play it. We play it on Wednesdays. That's Scott Cox's favorite. See, and we stop. It's just, it's Wednesday. So it makes me happy that I have one for every day. And so I listen to it in the morning uh, to get me going. I'm like, what day is today? Um, so, you know, it makes me happy. If you didn't get my Snapchat yesterday, then you missed this one. I think this one's pretty good, too. Because you can pick out songs you know. You know? I don't know. Yeah, see, it, it, Thursday and Friday are really heavy on the cure, so I don't, I don't have those. Uh, I don't, I didn't keep yeah. those. I, um, you know, I just got rid of those. But um, uh, when you wake up after a, uh, a, you know, to start your week, and you need, you need to pick me up. Yeah. So you have this one. See. And so you know what day it is. And you can. Me neither. See? See? And you just stop. And so you know what day it is. Judging by, you know, which uh which medley you play. So it's it's do you have a set for your alarm every morning. I do, depending on what day of the week it is, yeah. <laughs> See, you get me, and that's why I like you. I like the new day of the week panties. So. Yeah, yeah, this this that that's it for me. So I know Except when it's Sunday because they don't make Sunday. No. Because of God. Well, yeah. I, I, uh, because I Jesus. There's a new day underwear. Because every day's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And you just... But what if you haven't washed the new day underwear? Ooh. They're not really new anymore. Then it's a turn it inside out day. Then it's like that really shitty promo they did a few years ago with Gallows and Anderson, the old day. Oh, God, that was so bad. It was terrible. That was awful, and I feel bad that I remember that. With that crappy time machine thing, and uh, just, yeah. Yeah. I remember like when before or after RoboCop came out and broke out of the cage to help somebody in the ring. Oh yeah, when he helped Sting. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that was like the only partner that Sting had that didn't turn on him. RoboCop wouldn't do that. I think Sting is like the most turned on wrestler in the history of wrestling. I'm pretty sure. Turns me on. People, wait, 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 wait. Uh -huh. well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Oh, anyway, so we've got a full show. I'm excited. This is my favorite day of the week. I just love hanging out and doing a new show. So, you know, it doesn't take much to make me happy. That's all. That's whatever. I mean, I'd be happy even if you guys weren't here. Don't don't take it like I like hanging out with you guys. No. No, I'm not. You're easy to please. Just a boat escape. You're happy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's all I want, man. <laughs> just give me a boat escape and... Um, Oh, gosh. Okay, so real quick. The other day I was playing, right? Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm I got... Out of character for you. Uh, you got what? Out of character. I know, right? It's so weird for me to be playing Friday the 13th, the game. And uh, so I picked up the gas, and I was running around to go towards, towards the car, and I pulled up the map, and it turns out that someone put the propeller on on the boat. Uh -huh. So I started, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to take the boat. So I run by and I run to the boat and I put the, the gas in the boat. I get in the boat and I escape by myself. Right. So we get back to the lobby right. and this dude is like, man, we got some chads playing in this lobby. 
And I laughed and I turned my microphone on for a second and I was like, you're talking about me. And then I just muted it again. I got laughed. Yeah, I just turned it on just long enough to be like, oh, you're talking about me. And I do it again in a heartbeat. Click. And that's it. It's every man for himself, man. When Jason's coming at you. Don't act like you're you're gonna wait at the the dock for somebody. No. 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 If I don't know who you are, like if we didn't log in together to play, I'm not waiting. No. And if if I if we did log in together and I don't like you, I'm not gonna wait for you. <laughs> if you're a bitch player that says, bloody, but... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you're a bitch player that says that you mute your microphone when you don't, then yeah, I'm not gonna wait for you. But we don't know anything about that, do uh, we? Just, just for clarification, this is in no way a, uh, um, um, are we condoning gun media? No, uh, gosh, no. Sucks. No. Uh, and and Ilphonic, which makes me so sad because they announced that Predator game. Yeah. And I really want to play it because it's literally Friday the 13th, the game, but with Predator in, st- in, in the jungle. And I hope yes. you can play as Jesse the Body Ventura. and Because yeah. that's all I want with my life. And I really want to play it, but it's Ilphonic, so it's probably going to suck. Or it'll be around for three years, and it still won't be finished. <laughs> Those idiots can't finish it. I know, I'm weak. Because no one else has Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. If anybody else had it, I would, sure I would play online and nut punch you as Johnny Cage. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm out. It's real fun. There's a lot of wrestling moves in it. It's really fun. I only own one online only uh, game, and it's Friday the 13th. Well, Mortal Kombat 11 has a great story mode, too. Uh, I've actually heard it does. It, it's really, really good. I'm only partway through it, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Mortal Kombat. We're not here to talk about how I'm apparently a Chad, even though I play as Deborah. Um, I play as the Asian chick. It's, apparently, I'm... I, State of mind. Not yeah, character, apparently that's hey, what it is. In here. I, we man, we got some chads in this lobby. So whatever, screw you. Whatever your name was, dumb PlayStation player that probably doesn't listen to this show anyway. You well, thank suck. You for her title. Yeah. <laughs> man, there's some chads in here. Man, there's some chads in this lobby. Oh God. Uh, we're not here to talk about any of that. We're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about music medleys that I that I found and um, more stuff that. Uh, uh, I'm going to be playing later in the show. No, we're here to talk about the Talk Nerdy to Me tip jar. That's why we're here this week. Support the show. And... People how they can become a member of the Just a Tip Club? Yeah, if you want to become a member of the Just a Tip Club, which will get you uh, a Talk Nerdy to Me logo sticker and a Talk Nerdy to Me coaster, logo coaster. Uh, all you have to do, in addition to bonus episodes every single month, we give you at least one bonus episode every month. All you need to do is go to our talk nerdy to me tip jar through uh, our wonderful host pinecast and you donate as little as one dollar per month and you get to be part of the just the tip club and then we actually talk to you on the street I, that's my way of getting out of talking to people i don't want to talk to is i say if you don't support the show with the tip just the tip club then i'm not going to talk to you it has streamlined my shopping process immensely I just don't talk to anybody. It's great. So, yeah, join the uh, Just the Tip Club. Uh, you can uh, join the tip jar as little as $1 per month. You lose more than that. Yeah, yeah, you lose more than that in change on the couch every month. Probably. I'm guessing that you have, like, Jinko jeans and you just drop a bunch of change out. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> 
I'm guessing that, that that that's what happens to people. They just drop a bunch of uh, change into the jar, and that's it. Or into nothing. Yeah, no, they drop it into the couch. So instead, take that money and put it in our tip jar. That's all. And how do uh, you go to uh, you you follow our Pinecast link or. Uh, you go down to uh, our pinned post on our Facebook page, and where it says, "Now that we've we don't use our Patreon anymore, you can support us through our uh, tip jar." And you just click on the link, you follow the link, and you select how much you would like to donate to us. And then you hit the button, and it does it. It's Elven magic. I don't know how it does. I don't know how it works. And they don't pay me to know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that, that's what they do in their downtime. It's like when you sign up to let your computer uh, harvest Bitcoin when it's not in use. It's just like that. Like the Keebler elves, when they're not making cookies and they have downtime, they collect your Pinecast tip jar money for us. So put those elves to work. Give them a second job. Do your civic duty. Just do your do your civic duty. That's all. That's all I have. So, is that all you have? For no. You? So just just play the end. We're done. Yeah. So uh, you right, know. Guys, thanks for a good show. Yeah. Uh, so what we do now is um, we just hit that button, and we just go home. We just call it like we're done. Um, yeah. There's no content this week. We just no. Pitch to stop. Yeah. We just yeah. needed to shill our crap, and then we're gonna leave. Uh, which crap, by the way, is the name of my band. Uh, so that I can say instead of instead of being lame and saying I'm going to band practice, I say I've got crap practice. And to me, that sounds better. I don't know. Going to crap practice. Crap practice just makes it sound like you have diarrhea. Well, you know, sometimes I do. <laughs> I feel like now we're into the part where it's oversharing, so... We will get right into our first topic of discussion. I'll go ahead and start with mine. It's fine. It'll be good. Because all of us play Fantasy Movie League in a group together, which you can also join our Fantasy Movie League when we start a new one in just a couple weeks because we're almost done with this one. This week is a... T- I made my picks today. Yeah. God, they're, it's a rough week. It's going to be interesting this week. Yeah, this yeah. week. This week is not I get, good. I might get four million... Uh oh, hold on. Sorry. Um yeah, it's a it's a weird week, man, for Fantasy Movie League. I made uh congrats to Julian for having uh first place last week. Yeah, I know, right? Um and and congrats also I I feel like I need to say it again. Congratulations to Julian for uh nailing that perfect cinema this this time. I don't, I feel like I no matter how many times I say it I feel like I don't give it the attention that it deserves because holy shit like that's it's incredible that you picked a perfect cinema. So thank you. Thank you. Like I was uh, I was basically naked rubbing peanut butter on my balls when it happened so Well, you know, good for you, good for your dog. Something I can suggest, you know. Whatever works, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was I, out in the yard. The dog wasn't anywhere near. It was just, I was just out enjoying the sun. I feel like that's uh, you're like the Pedro Serrano of the fantasy movie league, where you have like the weird ritual beforehand, and instead of stealing <laughs> Joe Boo's rum, it's like nobody takes Julian's peanut butter. 
That's I feel like that's what we've come to at this one. So I love it. But yeah, this week is a weird week. But here's the here's the crazy part. Here's I'm I'm gonna get to the point. This week's best performer was or I think it was last week's best performer. It might have been this week's best performer because nobody thought it was going to do well on Mother's Day was The Intruder starring Dennis Quaid. Yeah, surprisingly. And because who would who would have thought that on Mother's Day weekend a horror movie starring Dennis Quaid would make a ton of money? Like it beat a ton of expectations. It beat all expectations and it made a crap ton of money. So it got me thinking because I really want to see it. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I've heard it's it's actually pretty good. It's it's funny because at the same time you have Dennis Quaid in this movie that's making a decent amount of money where he's this like this psychopath, like crazy stalker, breaking and entering guy. You also have these series of insurance commercials where he's like kind, nice, unassuming, your best friend, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, actual Dennis Quaid. Right. He's got that uh, movie coming out about, like, the, a dog's purpose or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, A Dog's Journey or whatever the... F- Ugh. Ugh. It looks like just dog shit. Yeah. It looks the worst. <laughs> but it's fun when those trailers pop up back to back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the many sides of Dennis Quaid. So it got me thinking because, you know, right now we've got mixed messages about Dennis Quaid. Is he a psychopath? Is he your friendly neighborhood insurance spokesman? I don't know. Does he just really like those teeth whitening strips in that one commercial? I don't know, but it got me thinking about actors and actresses who play roles against type and the interesting results that come from that, whether good uh, or bad. I want to talk about the good ones um, specifically, but if you have like like really, really of note bad ones, sure, let's talk about that too. Um and I'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about. He's kind of, um, th- this one was more like at the time, and now he's kind of circled back to it, um, to where he was at the time. But um, let's take you back to early to mid-2000s. We're going in the Wayback Machine on this one. Early to mid-2000s, uh, fresh off his hit, asterisk, not really a hit, uh, ABC sitcom, Two guys, a girl, in a pizza place. Dear friend of the show, Ryan Reynolds, comedy smash superstar in such things as and, and uh, you know, big hit became uh, a well-known name with um, National Lampoon's Van Wilder, known for his comedic talent, known for being a comedy actor, stars in the 2005 remake of Amityville Horror. And completely goes against every role that he had played up until that point, you know, well-known role that he had going into a horror movie where there were bits of humor, but that all went away like the first half hour uh, from that point. Uh, One of those few remakes that I think is better than the original. I think the original Amityville Horror sucks. And I think the remake is actually really kick-ass. So, but it... Full Jack he really does that scene where he's uh cutting the wood and he's making yeah. the kid hold it like that's awesome and like it showed a whole lot of range from him and uh it showed that uh, he was more than just uh, like uh sophomoric humor comedy guy and he actually had drama and horror and um like serious potential for 
you know additional genres of movie you know what it was what's that the beard yeah yeah he grew a manly beard and that was like that was right around the time that like you know he got in like super shape he was on the cover of men's health and he was like jacked because if you if you look at him in van wilder and two guys in a little piece but like he's he's in a shape but he's not in yeah Yeah, he's not like you know he's not like overweight or anything or like you know seriously out of shape but like he got jacked and like for a while a really popular google search term was ryan reynolds uh workout plan because apparently that was like a huge deal was like what he did to work out and because that was also about the time that he got into blade trinity uh the best blade movie we don't talk about that uh the only blade movie i've seen in in cinemas uh, so of course the only worth the only worthwhile Blade movie in my opinion. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Yeah, I'm sorry that you loved it. Oh no, don't be sorry. It was a great time. <laughs> it was our first mandate, and it was great. Uh, it was our first movie mandate. <laughs> yes, it was one of our first movie fights too. Yeah, it, what it really was because we left and you were like that movie was shit, and I was like that was awesome. <laughs> I had to rethink this friendship. I know, right? At that point, we were never friends again. I'm still Ever. rethinking it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To take a line from you, that's fair. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds got in like super jacked up shape, grew that awesome beard. That's why I've been trying since 1994 to grow a beard, and you know, going, still working on it every day. Not, not, uh, not quitting. <laughs> I'm no quitter. John Cena taught me one thing, and that's never quit. Nope, never quiet. Don't don't be, quiet. don't be a quieter. And so uh, yeah, that was my first example. Was Ryan Reynolds in? Amityville Horror. And then he did, like, some dramatic stuff because no one would hire him for, like, a real movie. And But now he's back, and now he's doing a lot of, like, action-slash-comedy stuff. So it's still kind of, if you want to see him in a way that you might not, you know, get the chance to see him for a little bit because he's locked into these superhero action movies, uh, go back and rent... uh, Rent. Go watch... uh, uh, Stream it somewhere. I'm sure it's on some streaming service or whatever amazon it it's like two bucks now it's super cheap because it came out in 05 uh but the amityville horror fantastic movie uh not the amityville horror not the amityville horror that's a different movie but the amityville horror um with ryan reynolds is fantastic all right uh i'm gonna steal a page oh good i I was gonna i I really want to say this one because i'm pretty sure it's it's got to be on flanagan's list okay uh and i want to get this out of the way um, it's you know, it's it's an actor like when you think about him, my mind goes to the movie I'm going to talk about. But he's obviously like he was in the Born he was in the Born trilogy. Uh, he was in the uh, U.S. version of The Ring adaptation. Like he played William Stryker in X Two, uh, and you know, always someone you associate more with seriously toned movies. This is pretty much the only thing I've ever seen him in that was a comedy, aside from like some Wes Anderson stuff. I'm talking about Brian Cox as Captain John O'Hagan in Super Troopers. Yes. Um, yes. Just fucking kills it. And I think, like, the whole thing is that was just the movie where I guess they just, you know, he just fucking let loose as an actor and was like, I could have comedy, I get to enjoy myself. Like, he genuinely seems like he's having the time of his life in that movie and even the sequel. Uh, yeah. 
just he was out of when this subject came to mind and yeah I, like i said i really wanted to say it because flanagan did you have this on your list uh it was an honorable mention like no joke it was no joke i had it written down Well, I'm going to piggyback off of Flanagan's first one because this is, it's very much in that same tone. Um, you kind of had to jump in the Wayback Machine a little bit uh, to right around 1988. Um, big movie uh, starting to, uh, to to take shape. And uh, this was before the internet. But had there been an internet, the internet fans would have gone apeshit because the fans did go apeshit over this casting, but they had to like write oh, letters to the studio. Shit, because I think I know what this is. It was 1988. Um, so you have a big budget summer tentpole movie production of Batman gearing up. And you cast as your lead role as Batman himself. Yeah. Mr. Mom. Some of you are going to be scratching your heads. Who the hell yep. am I talking about? Yep. <clears throat> Michael Keaton as Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Prior to being Batman, Michael Keaton, just like Ryan Reynolds, was known as a comedian. His biggest hits were Mr. Mom, where he loses his job and his wife goes to work and he has to stay home and take care of the kids. And wackiness ensues. Uh, uh-huh. And Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. He was known as being a comedian. You go back through his, his um, you know, check him on IMDb. Pretty much all comedies, a few dramas sprinkled in there, but mostly that that's what he's known for. He's, he's a comedian. He's a funny guy. And he's playing Batman now. And fans went nuts thinking, oh, God, this movie's going to be an Adam West campy parody. They cast a comedian to play Batman. What the hell is going on? And then you just look at him in the bat suit and just go, nope, never mind. Our bad. Yep. Uh, that's Batman. Credit where it's due. Um, um, uh, crap, my mind is blanking now. Um, the director. Tim Burton. And Tim Burton. God damn. Yep. Uh, Tim Burton saw Wait, something. Sorry. Mrs. Johnny Depp. Did. Yeah, Mrs. The new uh, Mrs. Johnny Depp. Tim Burton saw uh, the range Keaton could play when he was playing Beetlejuice, and he saw the intensity, and most importantly, he knew Batman's not a character who stands around and talks and monologues. <clears throat> Christian Bale. So he cast a guy who's got a nice sharp jawline and intense as fuck eyes. So that without saying a word, by putting Keaton in that suit, he speaks volumes. Uh, so that was my, as soon as we mentioned this, that was the number one pick I thought of was, was casting Michael Keaton as Batman. Now, nowadays, it's one of those like people our age grew up with that Batman. So it's like, well, of course, like that's the first thing I ever saw Michael Keaton as was Batman. So he's synonymous with that role, but at the time, uh, it was very much like Ryan Reynolds suddenly becoming, you know, the uh, creepy axe murderer in uh, Amityville Horror. It's like, yeah. whoa, okay, didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman. Good pick. Good pick. I appreciate all your guys' effort, but I'm just going to go ahead and blow you guys away and just take the cake with this one. I don't care what anybody says. The greatest hype against cast and the one that's still every time we talk about uh this kind of topic it always takes me back to fuck a denzel washington and training day <laughs> yes. yeah yeah i mean he basically in all his movies other than you know maybe malcolm x where he basically plays a domestic terrorist um most yeah. of the time he's like a he's mostly the good guy a lot of movies like even shitty movies like two guns he's a good guy man um even american gangster he basically becomes a good guy at the end 
fly. You know, he, he was like, I hate to say it. He was like the black Tom Hanks. He was always uh, <laughs> just the good guy in a movie. He was a great actor. Everybody knew that Crimson Tide. Fantastic. He was one of the very few actors that could stand up to Gene Hackman. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. Um, really showed his range. Uh, what else? He was in Glory. You know, he was in a bunch of like really good movies. We always played, you know, a good guy. Um, maybe other than he got game, he was kind of a shitty father figure and he got game. But other than that, like he never played like an unrepentant villain like mm-hmm. he did in Training Day. Um, there's no redeeming qualities about Alonzo <laughs> in Training Day. Uh, he basically, you know, it, it starts off as hazing and ends up as attempted murder. So, I mean, <laughs> he's just, he's a bad motherfucker and he's one of the baddest cops around. And at the end, you find out he's, you know, just a piece of shit. And, uh, I don't feel bad loving that movie and loving that character, but it's just, it just shows how great he was and he definitely deserved the Oscar for it. It's also one of those roles where no one else could have played that because he uses his Denzelness, for lack of a better term. <laughs> like, he'll do terrible things in that movie and you'll be like, oh my God, I hate this guy. Like, I can't believe he would do that. And then the very next scene, he just plays up the Denzel charm and you're like, but I can't, I can't, I can't hate him. He's Denzel. Like, like right. you know, he'll, he'll smile or he'll <laughs> wink or he'll throw a joke or he'll like tell you why he really did something or like and throughout that entire movie, no matter what terrible thing he does right up till the end of that movie, he'll do something else to make you be like, yeah, but he's not that bad. <laughs> like I, I can't say mad. I can't say mad at him, uh, which is why I love that role is like, he's the devil, <laughs> but he's the devil with a smile. He does that like, ah, and you're like, there he is. He does that little like that ah, chuckle. Yeah, can't say mad at him. yeah. He does that little like that ha ha that little like chuckle thing that he's got. That you you know what I'm talking about. You've seen any Denzel movie and you know. And then you're just like, no, I haven't. Keep doing your Denzel. <laughs> That's a terrible Denzel, but you get the point. And by the way, <laughs> uh, I want I want uh, I want it known that uh, from this point on, I would like everybody to refer to me as uh, Black Tom Hanks. Um, going forward, I will not be addressed by anything I thought, else. I thought you were American Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I can be. You know what? Let's just split the difference. I'll be both. I will answer to either one. If we're calling dibs on thing, can we just start the phrase King Kong ain't got shit on Koran while we're at it? Is that just a thing we can do? It rhymes. Can we just make that so it's got to be true. <laughs> Only if I can pull a Denzel and like double tap you in the nuts with 245s. Uh, just saying. I mean, can you just make it the back of the head, and can we just cut that? Can, make we, just, can we just cut to the chase oh. about this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got sad in a hurry. <laughs> oh. Any other examples? I'm sure we got some more. Oh, yeah. well, I got plenty. I got yeah. yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Everybody yeah, wants good. to go next. But. I thought we were just doing this like in order. I thought we were wrapping back okay. around to Flanagan, then me. Then... Okay, there yeah. you go. Fucking what we. We're waiting for each other's dicks. Let's do this. All right. So here's a movie that probably nobody has seen uh, in this in this roundtable, but I'm gonna I'm going to mention it anyway. You guys all know Funny Man and all around apparently greatest guy in Hollywood next to White Tom Hanks, uh, um, Steve Carell, right? Fuck you! I got confused. Uh, Steve Carell in a movie from 2014. You fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Go on. You good? You good? Next yeah, to I'm, next I'm to right next to White Tom Hanks, the nicest guy in Hollywood is Steve Carell. Supposedly, that's what I've heard. Uh, he was in a movie in 2014 called Foxcatcher. 
And he goes completely and totally different from, you know, his character on The Office or Get Smart or, you know, any of those other Steve Carell comedies uh, where he's a super creepy, he's a super creepy, disturbed millionaire that, uh, um, you know, uh, macho jerk, what have you. Um, and it's creepy and weird and disturbing and it's not at all what you would expect from Steve Carell, but he does a phenomenal job. Is that the movie where he gets a blowjob from Channing Tatum or tries to? Yeah, he's the wrestling coach and yeah, he's like a weird pervert with a prosthetic nose that is just uncomfortable. What? What makes that whole thing even creepier is that it's all true. Yeah, it's based on a true story, which makes you like yeah. you you should it should be required viewing to watch that movie while taking a shower because you just always feel unclean. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's gross. Like the whole time it's just gross. It's nasty, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's impressive to watch Steve Carell be like super weird creepy guy, like child predator. And do it, like, really convincingly. And then you're like, that's Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> All right. Um, since I guess we're just sticking with all-around American people that everyone loves, uh, I'm going to talk about George Clooney. going to talk about George Clooney for this one. Oh, and... yeah. Dear friend of the Tony uh, Rose Show. Dear friend. Dear, fr dear, dear friend. Uh, up until about 1990. 96 he'd predominantly been in a lot of tv stuff and never was in any movies that you uh not a lot of people are going to remember a lot of what he did aside from probably return of the killer tomatoes was the biggest thing he yeah. uh, you know he Wasn't was a girl. he was a mainstay on er and then he gets cast in a little uh heist movie gone wrong is what i'll call it called uh from dusk till dawn yes and i mean you you have to think that like obviously it's rodriguez and tarantino so they saw something but i mean this is far and away probably the biggest thing he'd done in his career up until then i, I guess aside from he was on one episode of friends i believe just playing his character from er um but yeah, and I mean, those things, the movie was so popular, the El Rey Network made a, or was it the El Rey or was it Star Wars? Yeah, El Rey. Yeah, it was yeah. El Rey. El Rey, yeah. El Rey turned it into a fucking TV show. With uh, Jake Busey. Yeah, hell yeah, it had Jake Busey. How, who okay who's sitting at that production table where they're like okay remember the 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 part that was played by tom savini where he has <laughs> where he has one of the greatest weapons in the history of cinema with the uh dick revolver yeah how about yeah or sex machine yeah. yeah yeah he plays sex machine how about we recast that character as jake Busey? like who who pitches that and doesn't get tossed out the window and then somehow it well, works what happened is they, they couldn't get Gary Busey. So. <laughs> well, neither can we, so I've tried. <laughs> Damn him. All right, yeah, I mean, that, that was it. I would just oh, yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, also, as soon as you mentioned the topic, it, it uh, popped right out of my head. Uh, and it's much more recent than uh, the last one, so some people might actually recognize it. Uh, when I say the name Colin Firth, if anything comes to mind, it's probably Bridget Jones' Diary or King's Speech, uh, a guy known for quirky British romantic comedies and uh, um, uh, yeah. uh, dramas. This generation is dramas. Hugh Grant. He's professional yeah. at wearing a sweater. Like, that's yeah. all he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Quirky British comedies or like period piece dramas. And then um, a few years ago, he became a badass British secret agent um, who beats up bar patrons with the fucking umbrella in Kingsman, uh, which is an, a fa- fantastic movie if you've never seen it. Um, but he plays the suave debonair action hero uh, who in a an action scene that I can only call um, brutally uh, beautiful, he takes out an entire... Uh, <laughs> church full of crazy people uh it's just it's it's something you never expect that guy to be doing but it's him he's doing it and it looks good um so colin firth as a badass secret agent in in kingsman was my other pick for against cast typing because not the guy you would have expected that from absolutely nice good pick. I mean, at one point he uses a broken church pew to stab a guy through the throat not behavior i would have said for mr darcy no and and kingsman is one of those movies that i did not expect it to be as good as it was and i i i hesitate to use the um better than it has any right to be but I mean, it was, by, for all intents and purposes, just like a standard spy movie, like secret agent movie, just like for a younger audience than, you know, the James Bond movies or whatever, kind of filling that void with a little less comedy that Austin Powers had, like for a little bit of a younger generation. And my God, it's good. Like it's yeah, it works as both a great action movie and kind of a self parody of that kind yeah. of movie. It's really good. Good pick. Yeah. Turn is it, is it me? Yeah, yeah, that's you. Well, I've got two more. Which one should I do? Like the the old school classic or the one that might. Uh, Break Go Ron's heart. Save Go Ron's heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that one. Do that one. <laughs> All right. So I got to looking at shit like this, and it, I was just doing a little bit of research, and I had long forgot about this crazy movie, like driving across America <laughs> to get to like the world drag queen pageant. Oh, I yeah. That motherfucking blade huh, <laughs> in that movie. Fucking Wesley Snipes played a gigantic, beautiful black woman in that movie. It's Swayze, uh, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, evidently Robin Williams is in it, Chris Penn. Like, there's a lot of people in the movie. I completely forgot it existed until I was, like, going through doing some research, and all of a sudden I see uh, 
you know, Wesley Snipes in this giant red dress with tits and blonde hair. <laughs> uh, his name was Noxima Jackson. <laughs> it's a solid name. Seen. Like, I wonder if this was the movie where he made all the money, where he started evading taxes because he just, he was embarrassed to cash the checks. It was like that, that film or it, what? It was that money train and white men can't jump like all in a row. And then that he was just yeah. like, well, screw it. I'm not paying taxes now. I'm famous. I don't need so how to do you now. go from New Jack City and minute or uh, yeah, <laughs> white men can't jump and fucking even uh, and cop movie with Sylvester Sloan. Uh, Demolition Man. Yeah. Demolition Man. How do you go from all those movies to being a fucking drag? I mean, I understand, you know, taking a chance. But God damn. Why was it too long? Food. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Yep. It's like some Ben Affleck shit right there. <laughs> it's fucked up. But he went on to play Blade, and uh, I don't, I don't know that he ever truly redeemed himself. But no, he said it himself. He went on to play Blade. End of story. <laughs> we missed out on Blade in prison, but you know, it is what it is. It's a movie I wanted to see, but we never got. <sighs> oh well. All right, I got one more. Uh, my honorable mention was probably the most uh, at the time probably the most classic and most famous example of this uh honorable mention was robin williams in one hour photo yeah um, yeah but, excellent but i went i went a little bit different for my my number one pick because this is my, my pick is when i say this name everybody has the same two roles in their mind with this person and they're actually the complete and total opposite of just like the entire rest of their career most known for airplane and the naked gun trilogy <laughs> everybody thinks of leslie nielsen as deadpan slapstick humor guy and because that's where he became, you know, arguably, you know, most widely known uh, from his uh, deadpan delivery on airplane uh, police squad, which I still to this day police squad is if you ask me, give me a TV show that is perfect. Police squad is always my go to answer. Uh, there is even though it only ran six episodes, so it's kind of a cheat. There is not a bad episode Every episode is hilarious and perfect, and I wouldn't change anything about any of the episodes. But what's not really known by a lot of people who only know him as Airplane and um, as, uh, hold on, Dr. Dr. Rumack from Airplane and Lieutenant Frank Drebin from Naked Gun from the Files of the Police Squad, is that he was a dramatic actor and I believe a Broadway actor as well with... Um, uh, Forbidden Planet was a movie that he was in. That it was like he he did a bunch of dramas and you know not comedies, and he was like known as a dramatic actor, and then carried over his deadpan delivery and not really showing a whole lot of comedy emotion to Airplane, which is kind of what made him a, a standout in that movie, and changed the entire course of his career. And it's super interesting 
when you tell people, yeah, like Leslie Nielsen did so many more dramatic roles than he ever did comedy stuff. And at one point was known for his dramatic roles and people have no idea. And the comedy stuff was so late in his career too. Yeah. So, I mean, he was like, he had all kinds of, of, you know, completely opposite roles and which is kind of what made his performance in airplane such a standout was because nobody really expected it from him. Yeah. And nobody really thought that he was going to knock it out of the park like he did. And then it just, that became who he was and that became his career and made him made those roles iconic. And, um, so, you know, I, I think that's, it's, it's really interesting because there's so many people that only know him, um, you know, for his, his comedy stuff. And there, he's got, it's, yeah. it's basically like a second career as, as a dramatic actor. So. Yeah. Nowadays it works in reverse. You pop in from yeah. the planet, which if you haven't seen is one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, and he's like the strapping young, uh, uh, captain of the, the ship, like, it's weird. The first time I watched that movie, I didn't know I hadn't paid attention to the credits or anything. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. But the whole movie, I'm like, where I know them. Where do I know? Because he's a good like twenty, thirty years younger than I'd ever seen him before. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have. And it's like I know that guy, and you watch your credits, like, what? No. Yeah. Is that the same Leslie Nielsen? No way. That's yeah. like his dad or something, right? No, yes. holy shit, that's him, Leslie yeah. Nielsen Senior. So, yeah it's it's just it's really funny when you tell people yeah like have you seen his dramatic stuff and people are like what not that what? i not that i often have conversations about leslie nielsen's acting career but my point remains uh go see some of um, leslie nielsen's dramatic stuff also quick shout out for leslie nielsen against uh, if you only know him as the goofy guy from airplane and police academy watch uh creep show Oh yeah. Really, yeah, a creepy as fuck uh, mm. antagonist, I guess I'll call him. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, while we're on, plays the subject... it completely straight too. Like it's not oh, a funny yeah. role at all. It's just creepy as shit. No. And uh, while we're on the subject of Leslie Nielsen, again, shout out to my mom for um, not letting me or taking me to go see the original Toy Story in theaters instead of Dracula Dead and loving it, which were out <laughs> the same weekend. <laughs> I really wanted to see Dracula Dead and Loving It. My mom was like, no, we're going to go see Toy Story instead. And it was the much better choice. No offense, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's... Thank you, Mom. Much better choice. It's a, it's a reverse Dale Peacock. <laughs> she, she saved you one. She did. Uh, she did me a solid that day in 1995. Yes. She did me a solid. I don't know. All right. Who's next? Uh... I'd, I'd reverse these and gone with um, George Clooney as my last one, but it seemed to fit the, you know, America's sweetheart round we were going with. <laughs> um, but I'm going to, I have to get to his character's name in this movie real quick. And okay. I can start talking about it first. Um, you know, you think of Patrick Stewart and you think of, you know, professor X or captain John Luke Picard. You, you think of this just really nice old man who you just want to give a hug to and share a beer with or just sit down and listen to the man read from the phone book 
Um, and, you know, l later in life, I guess we'll call it because he's in his 70s now, he's done a lot more like. Uh, he's even gotten into some like comedy stuff as uh, Avery Bullock on uh, American Dad. And I guess, you know, he was the narrator in both Ted movies. Um, or, yeah. And so, you know, you think of all this stuff, uh, what you probably would never guess him to play is the leader of a white supremacist compound. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like he does in Green Room. And I just remember, like, telling my dad about it because my dad really liked Anton Yelchin. My dad really likes Patrick Stewart. And I was like, yeah, watch this movie with both of them. He's like, how was it? I was like, disturbing, <laughs> um, intense. I was like, I didn't ever think I'd be able to watch anything that made me hate Patrick Stewart. But here we are. Uh, I mean, it's it's genuinely a phenomenal movie um it's a, a great movie but it was one of those things that like you watch and you're like holy shit at like 73 years old patrick stewart can sh scare the ever-loving shit out of me like when he convinces the uh the two guys he's like the cops are on their way they're going to be looking for someone who, who's injured and he convinces the two guys to stab each other it's just kind of like oh um oh oh, oh okay Maybe uh, maybe we share that beer in like a public place when <laughs> I, when we hang out. But no, um, that was another one of those things that kind of just came to my mind, like right when this uh, subject got pitched. So, no, oh, solid. Outside the box thinking, I like it. And I do have uh, one honorable mention, and that is I can't fucking believe that Simon Pegg of all people is a mainstay in the Mission Impossible franchise now. <laughs> Neither can he. Uh, <laughs> so you cast to be the nerdy tech guy and do a good job, and you never know, kids, you might be in a franchise. It's true. <laughs> uh, Could be you, Felicity on Hero. Um, <laughs> my last honorable mention. Uh, it's another one of those you kind of have to go back and put yourself in a different mindset because um, it's a role that this person is synonymous with now. But at the time, it was really different for them. Um, Chevy Chase in the 70s and early 80s was known as the too cool for school kind of guy. His his sign off on Weekend Update was I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. Uh, Fletch was his big breakout movie role where he's just literally the guy who is so cool and so witty. He can talk his way out of any situation. He's just that like charismatic. He was Mr. Cool. And then he plays the universal epitome of dopey dads everywhere with National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, where he plays just the well-intentioned doofus, uh, which was, again, at the time, against type for Chevy Chase. But now he's become synonymous with because he fucking nailed it, obviously. Um, so that was my honorable mention was Chevy Chase playing the nerdy dad. Yeah, Fair. good call. Now he's just like a it. weird racist that's hard to work with. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know. Hey, Patrick Stewart played a an old racist <laughs> hard to work with. Dude, they should have a beer together and see what happens. They should. Ooh. Now, can we take Chevy Chase out of that equation and put all four or just put Chevy Chase and all four of us into the equation? Oh, yes. yes. If that beer is happening, I want to be there. Fair enough. I would take my chances with Chevy Chase. I think we'd be all right. Yeah, I think so. 
I, would, so, I, feel like, I feel like me and Patrick Stewart would just be like, hey, do you remember that one time on Star Trek when you did this? Hey, do you remember when you played Professor yeah. X? I mean, we could always bring Commander Scott to disrupt. No. God, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We want this I to would, be an I would enjoyable experience. Oh, man, that's harsh. I would just, I would go walk away. I would grab Chevy Chase and we'd go outside and yell at Mexicans or something. I don't know. We'd have to do anything. <laughs> just to talk bad about Scott. black people. Yeah, I, just, well, I would rather do anything than sitting there listening to hear Scott gush over somebody that was in the Star Trek series. Like, it's just, I, I want to ask him weird continuity issues about the X Men franchise. <laughs> You'd be there forever. I'm just gonna start slapping people. I'm just gonna slap <laughs> random people. <laughs> Julian, I'll so be Maya, with you because I'm assuming you can smoke weed on the sidewalk. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, we just. Uh, so my, I got, I have one more like serious pick, which first, because Denzel is the end all beat all for me. Um, but my honorable mention again, I, it seems like a typecast or I don't really typecast, but for me, it always makes sense whenever, or I see the best results is when straight lace guys play villains. So my honorable mention goes to Tom Cruise playing, uh, the assassin in collateral. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's always either, you know, uh, like the cocky, sure of himself douchebag that, you know, he's on top of the world and he loses everything, then he gets it all back, you know, whether it's Cocktail or Jerry Maguire or what have you. Or he's always the action hero, like he is in Mission Impossible and, you know, basically anything where he runs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, when he actually, when he played collateral as the jazz loving assassin, you know, that would always two in the chest and one in the head. He was just, he was a fucking badass, and he made me genuinely scary. And I, I didn't give a shit about jazz, but I thought I needed to learn a little bit about it in case I ever met him in a dark alley. Like maybe I <laughs> get away with it. And my other real like serious pick is one of the the first guys to do it really. So um, up until this point, Henry Fonda had always been, you know, the super straight laced, um, full of integrity everybody's dad, uncle, best friend, neighbor, just the most straight-laced, honorable guy that's ever lived until he played the, just the ever-loving bastard Frank in the greatest Western of all time, Once Upon a Time in the West. He's just a scumbag, and he scares the shit out of you just looking at you. He, he looks like he hadn't shaved in two days, hasn't bathed in a week, and he just, I would never say a crossword to that old man. I, he was like 60, I think, in the movie, and he was still just, the baddest looking motherfucker I've ever seen. He just scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Charles Bronson ends up killing him later in the movie, but Frank was just, God, he, he just, he was one of those guys that could have just walked in a room and cleared it just by looking at him. So he's like basically what Liam Neeson wanted to be like Henry Fonda was yeah. in that movie. Yeah, that's true. Suck at Liam Neeson. Yeah. You dick. And I have your daughter. I was just going to say, also, yeah, <laughs> Liam Neeson, there's another great against type. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't want to be an action, an action star. star very late in life. Yeah. 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 What was that one weird movie? He was like Rob Roy or yeah, something? Rob Roy. Where he was just some weird hair, and then he gets in like one sword fight. But that yeah, was it. He was yeah. a dramatic actor. He did a lot of period movies. Uh, uh, I mean, he he had he'd had some small roles in like. Uh, uh, crawl which is like a fantasy movie but that was really early career it's a really small part uh and then yeah like when he hit 50 he's like you know what i want to be an action star now <laughs> and just like started making action movies like he did could have been and, could have been bond but turned it down because he didn't want to do action movies exactly 
But instead, he's going to be Hannibal from the A-Team <laughs> and uh, Dude from Taken yep. and every movie he's done since then where he's somehow an action hero. Yeah. Yeah, what was the, the newest one where he's like, he drives a snowplow. Cold pursuit. Oh, my yeah, God. He's got to kill the entire mob who, like, kidnapped his son or some bullshit. What was yeah. that? If it was anybody but Liam Neeson, I would laugh. But it is Liam Neeson, so I legit think he's going to do it. What was that dumb shit one <laughs> with him on that airplane and there was, like, something about an air marshal and... Oh, uh, gosh, that movie, like, just it's a it's a punny title. I yeah, like it just quietly not... went away. Oh, what's uh, the what's the, there was another one that was the exact same thing, except he was on a fucking subway train. What was that one? The he's commuter? become he's become just a parody of himself at this point. Like in Ted, when he's asking all the serious questions <laughs> about if tricks are only for kids, if he's allowed to purchase them. Taken five. He takes uh, someone has taken his fixident, <laughs> and now he's pissed. Commuter was the one on the train. Uh, right? Oh my gosh! Like yeah, he's there was a, a train and a plane. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find the plane one. And then there was one in an automobile to complete the collection. Need four. He's going to be on a bus. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we can have planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Ugh, Liam Neeson. Nonstop was the That's the one. one. There you go. Yeah. 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 Funny. Yep. yeah, gosh. That was the one where the kid gets kidnapped? No, that was the Jodie yeah. Foster movie. That's, That's the exact yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> There's two. Ugh. The other one on the plane. Yeah. With the president. No, it's the other, other one on the plane. That's what we need to do. We need to have a topic of, um, um, like, movies that came out close to the same time that are, like, exactly the same and which one's better. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. like, okay, no, Dante's Peak. Right, like, uh, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and Observe and Report, which were, like, <laughs> the same fucking movie, but, yeah. That's what we need to do, is we need to write, we need to, like, come up with all of the ones that came out, like, close to the same time. Because there was the Illusionist, the Prestige as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. See, we could totally do that, and then just go one by one and just be like, which one's better? Can we yeah. just go with nothing yeah, on then, the uh, Paul Blart and Observer yeah, discussion? Yeah. Stay at home. <laughs> just play that game. What's that game Better. where you hold your hand out on a on a table and put a knife in between each of your fingers and you just keep going until you go faster and faster until you poke yourself? Play that instead of watching either of those movies. Well, here's an idea. Play Russian roulette with a semi-automatic. Yeah. And just fucking... <laughs> I don't understand. The, the, the clip is full. Exactly. <laughs> just in case you somehow fuck this yeah. up in case you didn't get the point of this game oh all right does anybody have any more uh against cat against type that's that's all i got all right then uh we did this last episode we're gonna do it again this episode and we're just gonna keep going because i don't know if you guys know this or not but we cherish most of our listeners some of them we hate. We cherish most of them. And we especially cherish the ones that send us stuff that we can then play on air. Or so, read if you're jail mail. Yeah, or read if you're jail mail. Yeah, if, uh, which... Have oof. they responded yet? No. No. So uh, we haven't gotten any more jail mail in, in, in a little bit. So um, if you are listening and want to correspond and not make it real weird, um, send us some jail mail to iheartstamos at gmail.com. Or, uh, if here's, here's the other fun one. If you get arrested, ready? If you get arrested and you have one phone call to make, 
Oh my god! And it's between, <laughs> and it's on a Wednesday night between the hours of seven thirty Eastern and you know ten o'clock Eastern. Dial two seven zero eight eight three sixteen seventeen, and we'll put you right on. Uh, if that's your one phone call from jail, I will go ahead. Like I think that would be awesome. We'll be your one phone call. We won't bail you out of jail. No. Oh, God, no. I'm not saying that. Absolutely not. But we'll talk to you for a minute while you're being locked up. Because I think that'd be fun. But I digress. So we have some viewers. Some I know they're not viewers, uh, even though we do have video on this. Uh, they're listeners. We do have listeners uh, that sometimes send us stuff. And we like to play those. And so... I guess uh, without further ado, uh, I will go ahead and introduce uh, this for this week. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Martha Gildner Quotes the Classics with your host, Martha Gildner. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any member of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the telly and ring round the professionals. Call <laughs> the Ghostbusters. Their courteous and efficient staff are on call 24 hours a day to meet all your supernatural elimination needs. Oh, don't worry, love. They're ready to believe you. This has been another episode of Martha Gildner Quotes the Classics with Martha Gildner. Never tell you how much I love our listeners, how I cherish most of them. <laughs> that's I, I one like saying that with a mouthful of food. I did, yeah, yeah I was eating on it. That, that, that sound, the sound blocked, uh, it, it covered me being able to eat, um. So yeah, I had a mouthful of something, but never mind. Um, oh yeah, it, it was food. It was gummy frogs. Um, ah. I'll break the illusion. Uh, yeah, I cherish Martha Gildner uh, more than you know. So same here. Same. Keep them coming, Martha. I know, right? Um. So. Uh, so yeah. Um. Keep those coming. Uh, I love it. I look forward to that every week. I look forward to it every single week. So uh, that I think it adds a good um, little break in between first topic and second topic, and it does. I love it. So yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. The answer to your text, yeah, that's the. Isn't that that's isn't awesome. isn't that great? I love it. That's I, I love it. It's we good, have the man. best fans sometimes. Um, yeah. we, we, uh, we, ha we have some of the best fans <laughs> Yeah, some of our fans are the best fans Some of our fans I wish would uh, Just, um, you know, turn the Turn the dial all the way to the left And just turn it down And not come back But we're not here to talk about them Choo-choo um, Our next topic This one I'm so psyched for John, would you do the honors, please? Yes, so uh, and hopefully this won't derail us too much. But in honor of um, little show you might have heard of, uh, Game of Bitchy Fans. I mean, sorry, uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones uh, has its. So at the time of this recording, uh, we are days away from the final ever episode of Game of Thrones. 
Um, whether you love or hate this final season, uh, I don't really give a shit. Uh, that's not what we're actually talking about. But in honor of Game of Thrones reaching its series finale, uh, I thought this might be a fun time to look back on some of the best and worst series finales uh, in the history of TV. Um, it's hard to say. do, no matter how you cut it. Uh, 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 you're ending an entire show. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, do you, you know, cap off every storyline? Do you leave a door open for maybe a follow-up series? And uh, the 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 circumstances of how and why your show were ending kind of come into that a lot. It's it, it, regardless, it's a hard thing to do. Um, so I guess we'll start from the top. Uh, you want to start with best or worst? Let's go worst. Yeah, let's do worst. So, okay. Yeah, let's okay. end on a high note. Okay. Um, a show that is beloved by millions, a show that arguably has become even more popular after it's off the air, um, which is actually I could say about both the shows I have for worst. Uh, but no one remembers this show for its finale. Uh, the Office is one of the greatest comedies ever made. Uh, fight me on it. Uh, however, no one remembers the ending because it's just that bad. Um, this was the final season where they split Jim and Pam up just to have them get back together. Um, they brought Michael back in for about five minutes in the very last episode. Uh, I think he has maybe two lines the entire episode, uh, rather than building up, you know, Steve Carell finally coming back after being gone for two seasons. Uh, I, I will say one thing, though. It is probably the greatest, that's what she said the show ever had. Yes, I'll give you that. Uh, but then they didn't do shit with him the rest of the episode, yeah. uh, except jokes about his his phone. Um, there's that weird sort of flash forward to after the show within the show is premiered um, that I guess is meant to like put a happy ending and a denouement on the whole thing. Um, look, it's not a terrible finale, but compared to any other episode of the show. And that's the kind of thing with, with the office is the office is one of those shows where it could have just gone forever because it's a show just about everyday life uh, and the humor you find in everyday life. It's, it's about uh, the people literally sitting in, in the desk next to you at the office. That's what the show is about. Uh, so trying to give it some big, deeper meaning and some big grand finale never was really going to work. Um, so again, fantastic show. Um, you're probably watching it on Netflix right now. Because uh, it's there, so you could channel surf for stuff to find, or you could just watch The Office again. It's, it's still there. Um, no one remembers uh, or looks back fondly on the finale of it. So that, that's my first example. Who wants to go next? I went second last time, so I'll go. I mean, I'm... all right. Um, this one easy. Uh, it's a show that I know. Uh, I know John. You got super into. And I think part of it was my fault. And when you got to the ending, I believe I apologized. Uh, nobody likes Lumberjack Dexter Beard. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Dexter. Uh -huh. Horrible. Horrible ending. It's, and, I mean, it's awful. It's so bad. It was a fitting ending for how bad the show had gotten by that point. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Hayden, uh, no, whatever her name was. Uh, Yvonne Strzeskanski, um, who showed up and then just wouldn't go away. She was like a bad yeah. rash that just like kept showing back up and ruining that show. 
Yeah, that show took a nosedive after uh, uh, John Lithgow as Trinity. Yes. Uh, I think Peacock and I were just talking about Dexter last week, I think, and I I brought up the fact that it was like I never finished season five. Yeah, it's not good. But uh, we were getting ready to watch season six, which I actually enjoy season six with Colin Hanks. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Um, Like, if if you could switch out season six with season three and have them still continuity, like, make sense, I would tell you to watch seasons one through four. Yeah. Um, But I just, like, I just remember, like, telling, or Ryan and I were talking about, he's like, you never finished season five. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch the recap because it's real bad. It's trash. Because that's the one with, uh, what, Julia Stiles? Julia Stiles. Ugh, so bad. Especially, well, I I think part of that problem is it was so crappy and came after season four. Like, season four was so good, and then it was followed up by a subpar season that was made worse because the season before it was perfect. It was a bummer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter... What kind of fucking name is Lumen? Yeah. <laughs> it's a measurement of power. It's not a name. Or brightness or whatever you whatever it is. It's a measurement of, of the brightness of a light bulb. It's not a name. It's yeah, like, it's like naming her parsec. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you name your kid degree Celsius. Like, come on. You're a bad parent and you should hate yourself. Because I hate you. So, yeah, Dexter just, like, season one was great. Season two was amazing. Season four was amazing. Six was was good. Yeah. That's about all I can say. Um, yeah, I, I think if they would have made season two the last, like, if season two was actually season eight, like, if that was the plot, it would have been much better and it would have ended in a way that would have been great, but they just tried to force this ham fisted ending in that was just garbage and nobody liked it. And this show had gone so far off the rails at that point. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The whole was plot about his sister being in love with him but then not being in love with him. Like, they, just, they were throwing yeah. shit at the wall and seeing what's And stuck. then they were married in real life and it was oogie. And then divorced in real life. Yeah, it was super oogie. I mean, why would you not do anything in the world to maintain the fact that John Carpenter is your father-in-law? Like, you really fucked up on that one, Michael C. Hall. Wait, didn't she... She divorced him because he got cancer and she wanted to have kids and like, well, you've got cancer, so... (laughs) She's heartless. Basically what it was. I don't know, but I hate her even more now. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm pretty sure, like, they got, like, something happened. He ended up getting sterile because of the cancer treatments or something, and she wanted a family, so she moved on to a guy with a working set of nuts. Well, that's well, just... Fuck off. That's just unnecessary. I don't think I'm, I was high and made yeah. that up. I mean, you can adopt. I've never been high, so... I mean, I was, like, high on uh, painkillers that Life. Day, high maybe. on life. I don't know. I don't know. When I had a colonoscopy, they literally, hey. I, I asked them, they was like, you guys probably need to give me more laughing gas or whatever. And I woke up in like Hooters parking lot. So I don't know huh. what the fuck happened. So, you know, if I was a doctor and I gave colonoscopies, my joke would always be, how many fingers am I holding up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Can you tell? Yeah, just think about that one for a minute. 
right, Julie, Julian, you want to go? So uh, you already brought up sitcoms, John, but I will uh, jump on the the sitcom that started it all. That uh, it was a show about nothing. It was just about friends and all their dumb. Yes. Shows oh my god. Day yes. in and day out. Um, and they went and ruined it with the final episode. That was probably the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. The the only. The, go ahead. About it, like it, it like very minutely makes sense, but to have run for whatever it was, 13 seasons or whatever it was. You're paying everybody a million dollars an episode, and then you want to end it by putting them in jail because of a bullshit Good Samaritan law? Yeah. Like, that's just fucking well, stupid. It was lazy because huh. all it was was a clip show. It was a way to parade past yeah. uh, characters and, and, and characters uh, from the show in and basically do a clip show. That was their finale. Series finale was a clip show. Yep. You just bring in all your your like the soup Nazi and uh, what's her name? That was the nudist chick that was walking around and uh, uh, just all these idiots that you've had over the, all the seasons. And then literally, yeah, just like you said, they're New Yorkers, so they're not going to help anybody. And then you put them in what like Connecticut or some shit, and then the, it's like a good Samaritan law that would literally never hold up in court. Like it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, and then you uh, like they also the way that they presented it was it kind of teased that it would come back at some point because they were like, well, it's only a year or however long it was. And so they like the, yeah. the, the last shot is like, well, we'll be out in a year and that, that or how, you know, however many, however long it was. So that's not so bad. And it just kind of hangs there. And so you're like, well, does that mean that they're going to do another one? Are they going to do a reunion show? Like what's happening? And then just, you'd never hear from it again. And it ends with, with probably the worst Jerry stand up thing. Cause it's, one of him in prison talking about like the different cell blocks and you're just like the the only thing flatter than the rest of the episode is that like outro fucking comedy sketch in the during the closing credits weird like when i think about those four in prison like obviously jerry's gonna do okay because he's gonna be funny but uh kramer's definitely becoming a white supremacist because that's what he was in real life (laughs) And but accidentally, he's, he's going to fall into it. Yeah, just fall, just, yeah. He, his attention. An accidental racist. He walks in. He somehow he ends up uh, in, in the middle of a fight in the showers, and he punches a black dude on an accident, and knocks him out, and then he becomes the leader of the Aryan Brotherhood. It's, yeah. And then the way he accidentally George would just be just be somebody's bitch. Like yeah. he would probably he wouldn't be like a member of the Aryan Brotherhood, but he would be definitely getting fingered by somebody. In George would get traded like a baseball card. Yeah, he would be the cigarettes. They would just yeah, pass his yeah. butthole around like, until he got AIDS, and then that would be the end of it. George Costanza would be currency in prison. Like, that's... <laughs> hey, yeah, that'll cost you two Costanzas. Like, that would literally be his life in prison. And I think Elaine... Obviously, they put him in the same jail cell, which would, they would have had to separate him. And I think Elaine would have been fine. She was kind of crazy, and she seemed kind of scrappy. I bet she could fight. She was oh, like... She, she seems like the kind of person who would stab someone in a fist fight. Yeah, so. yeah. Like she would start doing those weird, like thumbs out kicks, and, like, <laughs> be, like, stab, like ripping people's eyeballs out. Like she would be the baddest. She would be the one that would last, or she would be the one that would like have her sentence extended for like killing a bitch. Yeah, for she would be and... George's pimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the other prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thankfully, it gave rise to one of my favorite subreddits, which is uh, Modern Seinfeld. Oh my gosh, that Twitter account is amazing. <laughs> the it, it has given me like one of my favorite memes on the internet is from that subreddit. 
and it is just George convinces a woman to break up with him by responding to every single one of her phones with new or texts with new phone who dis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we're if we're talking about bad endings and we're talking about sitcoms, we've got to talk about what I consider to be probably the worst show ending of all time. Uh, I bet you I know where you're going with this. I guarantee you know exactly where this is going. You know what we're gonna do? We're have we're gonna have our entire season revolve around uh, three days preparing for a wedding of two of our main characters. You know what we're gonna do in the series series finale? is uh, divorce them over the course of a one-paragraph conversation that takes about 20 seconds to do. We're also going to introduce the pivotal plot point of the show to the point that it's what our fucking show is named after, How I Met Your Mother. We're going to introduce the mother and make her way, and I mean just way, way, way too likable. And then... Again, we're going to kill her off. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to do what fans had been clamoring against for five and a half seasons or four and a half or whatever for a long fucking time. And we're going to put Ted and Robin together. How I Met Your Mother's ending was so bad. It was something that left me legitimately angry when I was done. I actually have a definitive stopping point when I know I'm done watching that show now. Not that it's streaming anywhere anymore, so that's not an issue. But... I mean, it's just like once I know that uh, once they start planting the seeds for Barney to propose to Robin, I'm just like, all right, show's done. It ends here because it is just too infuriating that they like. And uh, I guess the they tried to defend it by saying they uh, they filmed the stuff with the two kids during uh, season two because you know obviously. They couldn't film it at the end of season nine because the kids were, I think the, they were actually teenagers when they were filming stuff. For them. They would have been in their like mid twenties by that time. But you know, they did this whole thing with the kids are like, well, no dad, you're in love with aunt Robin. You should go get her. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I go from kick ass. Shut up. She didn't kick ass. Yeah. She's a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. Fuck you. How about your mother? Fuck your stupid show ending. You're the worst. Is she the one in Hot Tub Time Machine too. Yes. Not Hot Tub Time Machine too, but the first. <laughs> yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine yeah, also. Sure. Yeah. Another Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Hotter and Hot Tub Time Machine. Hotter and tubbier. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine Salvation. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Dawn of the Rise of the Revenge of the. Hot Tub Time Machine too. Bigger and blacker. <laughs> Genesis of the Hot Tub Time Machine. Part two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I gave up on that show after uh, Marshall's dad died. I was like, yeah, this is, uh, like, just reckless. It's, it's, this is breaking me as a human being, so I'm like, I don't even give a fuck about, Ted was always the worst character on that show. Um, Agreed. It, I, I just got sick and tired of him. I, it was just Anything, anytime Ted was on there, I just wanted to turn the channel. It was like the uh, the treants in Lord of the Rings in the Two Towers. I just, I would fast forward <laughs> through that whole story arc. I just, I don't care. I don't need to watch trees walk around and talk. I don't need to watch I Ted was... Mosby steal a French horn off the fucking wall and come yeah, up with I, some other to... I, I pseudo romantic bullshit. I've ever watched a show that like unintentionally has such a bad leading man in, in their first role, and I mean. If you look at the people surrounding him, it's like Kobe Kobe Smulders. That was one of her first big breaks. But it's like then you have Allison Hannigan, 
Jason Segel, Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, the dude is getting outacted in every fucking scene. Yeah, those are the only that. three reasons I was watching that show. Mostly yeah. Allison Hannigan. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, um, oh God, uh, uh, Marshall uh, was my Jason spirit Segel. animal. So the best thing yeah, yeah. that no, dude, the character uh, Marshall. Not, I mean, Jason Segel is good, but the, the character of Marshall was my spirit animal because you know, go Vikings. Boom. Well, whatever Ted Mosley's real name is, the best thing he ever did was be like the uh, what was it the tour guide leader at the very beginning of Not Another Teen Movie, and then that was it. <laughs> like he was kind of snooty, and snarky, and sarcastic. He was like, oh, I bet you didn't know everybody that went to the school was a professional dancer, and then it, they just break out that one number. It's like that's kind of funny. Like why couldn't he be that guy? He's and not I, fucking Ted Schmosby. And I'm not, douche. And I'm not even fucking joking. He directed an independent movie. Where I'm again, I'm not kidding. Where he plays an archaeology professor that dates one of his students, and it's just like, how did you not get sued by the fucking TV show you were on? Um, but no, he starts no, teaching at the college, or I, I meant to say archi or architecture school or whatever. But I mean, he's literally oh, okay. he is literally just playing Ted Mosby in like a dramatic sense. I thought you were going to mm -hmm. say why he didn't get sued by friends because Ross was the professor of archaeology who. Was banging one of his students too. Was it called Ted Mosby's Sex Architect? <laughs> no, but that has uh, Farva. Okay. Farva is the one who plays Ted Mosby, the porn star. That's disturbing. It's awesome. <laughs> Speaking right. of Farva, has anybody been watching Tacoma FD? I really want to. It's it's actually it? pretty good. I will. Is I will. It? Yeah, I'll go on record yeah. and say it's not bad at all. Like it's pretty funny. <laughs> I saw the clip where the guy got his dick stuck in his thermos because he was fucking. Yeah, that's the so one of the guys from Impractical Jokers. Yeah, it's just like that. I just I literally almost peed and wrecked my car and killed like a whole family. <laughs> it was it would have been awesome, but that would have been. Let me clarify: it was a family of geese. That would have been a really I hate Canadian geese. I fucking hate them. I I, I want to get a, the special hunting license to where I can just go around my neighborhood with a shotgun and kill everyone I see. Next so. time you do that, make it a daily video. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> just, uh, do we have any more worst? I forget where we are. Uh, I mean, I think it's always lazy when it's like, oh, this episode's a dream, or it's some other bullshit. Kind of like uh, what was it, Saint Elsewhere, where everything was in the mind of the autistic yeah. kid, yeah. and then Roseanne, um, the whole terrible last season where they get rich and do just—it's just so pathetic, and it was all like. And dying of a heart attack or some bullshit. Yeah. Like it was uh, all in mind. Yeah. On that same note, uh, I have to mention, or Commander Scott will be pissed at me, um, Enterprise, which is my favorite Star Trek series. Uh, Julian, you would love it because it's all, it, it's the, it's before the Federation exists. Uh, it's literally space cowboys every week. Uh, it's the first Earth ship out in space, and we're just kind of making it up as we go. Uh, there's literally an episode where a dude fucks an alien and then finds out he's pregnant. Because that's how their gender works. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun show. Um, Scott Bakula. But, yes, yes, Scott Bakula. Commander Jonathan Archer. Great name. Um, it's revealed, spoiler, the very last episode where we do see, like, this first big speech of sort of the creation of the Federation. Uh, it's this big moment that the show has kind of been building to for a while. Um, but they jump way far ahead because they got their, their last season or that season four became their last season. Um, so they kind of rewrote the last season episode to be the last series episode. And in a literally the last couple of minutes, 
it's revealed that the whole thing was a simulation on the holodeck of the Enterprise from Next Generation that Riker was playing for fun. Now, on the one hand, hey, I do love a good Jonathan Riker uh, cameo. On the other hand, yeah, fuck you guys. You already got your end series uh, send off. Why are you stealing another show's? Um, yeah, it's uh, and it's kind of unclear if it was just that last episode was all a hologram or the entire series was. Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was very much a letdown of of uh, what was very quickly becoming a really really cool Star Trek show, uh, exploring a sort of un um, unexplored area in Star Trek history, which is you know the formation of the Federation and how did we meet these alien races that became our allies, and it's a really fun show. Um, if you're not a big Trek fan, that's the one I recommend starting with. Okay. I'll have to check it out. See, all this shit just, it brings up all these bad memories of like total recall. Like other than the chick with three boobs, like, Oh, it was all in your mind. We implanted the memories there and you're not really a badass. You're just, and then, and Watto and all, or the baby Owato or whatever. Just God damn it. It's just too convoluted and full of shit. And the remake was 10 times worse. Well, okay. That's, that's pretty that's what I love about Total Recalls. You can go either way with that movie because the movie gives you evidence to support both theories because it was never meant to be an open and shut. Yes, it's real. No, it's not. Oh, so the if you want to think he was really a badass the whole time, you can. No, the remake we don't talk about. Yeah, the remake was fucking god-awful. The sound effects yeah. alone were fucking terrible. It was just... The dude whips out like a little bitty like pocket knife and it, it sounds like a fucking katana coming out of the sheath. Yeah. Like whooshing. Like, what the fuck? I mean, yours doesn't you do that. Fucking good endings. God damn, I'm all fired up now. I'm sweating. All right, uh, <laughs> best series finales. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump it off. This is as soon as I mentioned this topic. This was the first thing on my list. Um, because it's a show that again, never. I I don't think I really got it to do. It started as a spinoff of another popular series. It took a season and a half, maybe two seasons, to really find its footing. Um, but by the time it got to its finale, the show was really cooking. Um, great, fun characters, really intense plots, uh, delivered on action and comedy and horror and monsters from the mind of Joss Whedon. Um, talking about Angel in the episode uh, Not Fade Away, which was the series finale at the end of series five, uh, or season five, sorry. Um, greatest ending ever. So the, the whole season builds to there's this like group within the group of the evil law firm um, that's controlling everything. Um, and the our, our heroes decide we're going to take them down. Uh, we know this is probably a suicide mission and the retail. But it needs to be done and we're going to do it. So every character on the show gets their side mission of taking out one uh, arm of this organization within the organization kind of thing. So everyone gets their badass moment. Uh, they're fighting vampires and demons and and uh, otherworldly creatures. Uh, everyone gets their moment to be a badass. Uh, some really touching character deaths uh, that I won't ruin if you haven't seen it. Um, some really touching uh, emotional moments. And then the whole team meets up at the end uh, um, after they've taken out their you know uh, arm of this group that they're supposed to take out in this alley. Um, and they're literally like, okay, what do we do now? Because we we did not think we would live to get this far. And we know that they're, they're Wolfram and Hart, the, the firm is literally going to send, is going to open the gates of hell and send everything our way. And that's literally what happens. The gates of hell open. You see this giant army of every demon monster thing you can think of coming at them, including a goddamn dragon 
flying overhead. And they literally look to Angel and go, what do we do now? Angel picks up his sword and goes, well, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of want to slay the dragon. Let's get to work. They all charge forward, cut to black. Still gives me goosebumps. I love that moment. It was the perfect way to end the show because the whole point of that show is the fight against evil never ends. No matter what you, you know, no matter what head you cut off now, there'll be another one that takes its place later. The fight against evil is a never-ending fight. So the show ends, but it doesn't have a ending because the battle never ends. Hell yeah! It's I'll true. It it the battle against evil is never over. If you don't believe me, just watch. Uh, just because Power Rangers is still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's even even Zordon giving up his existence to eliminate all evil in the universe. Evil still exists somehow. It found a way. Yeah. I'll go with one. Um, is it Power Rangers in space? Apparently? It is. It is uh, Power Rangers <laughs> shit into turbo. Um, the Z wave <laughs> to the point where when I hear the the music that was played in the final minutes of the the series finale. That's still all I can think of. It's Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Every time I hear that song, I think of Tony Soprano sitting in the diner. Uh, Sopranos, I consider it still to this day the greatest start-to-finish TV show of all time. Just supremely well written, just incredible from start to finish. The last episode is is amazing, and it ends in a way that is both satisfying and I don't want to say frustrating, but it it leaves you. Uh, if if you've never seen it, you probably know what it is by now. Tony and his family are sitting in the uh, the diner. Uh, his family is arriving here. He gets there first. The family arrives one by one. Uh, he looks up when his daughter is coming towards the restaurant. When he looks up, it fades to black. There's a lot of theories out there that say that, you know, does he live? Does he die? Uh, if you ever want to hear my... Uh, at some point on an episode, I'll go into my theory about what happened. Um, I got... Uh, I didn't get commander scott into watching the show but when he was watching the show we had our own conversation about like we broke down the finale for like 45 minutes like we just broke down what our theories were and why and tried to convince each other that we were right and the other person was wrong and it was awesome uh it's it's still to this day one of the most famous finales of all time uh it's incredible it's a great ending to in my opinion the perfect tv show are you sure you don't just love it because it was a giant practical joke and everyone thought their tv just cut out oh gosh all the calls it was so like if you read about it like the cable companies were flooded with calls because like it just cuts like it just the music stops everything stops the screen just goes to black and it's it's a good 10 or 15 seconds before the text comes up and it was to the point where like it's documented all the, like just a ton of people called their their cable providers to to say that their HBO went out 
at like the most pivotal point in the in the episode and it's no like that's how it that's how it's supposed to end because no matter what commander scott says you're looking through tony soprano's perspective and that's when he gets shot in the head um but that's just my opinion so you enjoyed the finale I freaking that's a bit of a hot take loved it I freaking love it and uh, there's only there's only one I think one episode of the Sopranos that I'm like it's okay everything else I'm just like it's a freaking masterpiece like that show is just is it's 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 playing on a different like every other TV show it's playing checkers and it's playing chess like it's unreal how good that show is yeah I watched a few episodes, but the one that I that really sticks out, and I'll always say, is one of the funniest things I've ever seen was the episode "The Pine Barrens." Oh my gosh! They, uh, incredible episode. To take the dude out, the Russian dude out, and kill yeah. him in the woods. <laughs> Directed by Steve Buscemi. Uh, yeah, that was just that. That's is just one of the single greatest episodes of television ever made. It's I'll, it's it's remarkable. I never even saw like majority of the Sopranos but I was aware of it and I, I could name some of the characters and I've watched a, a fair amount of it but once I saw that dude I just I gave up I was like it can never be better than this <laughs> it's so good and it has one of my favorite lines from uh uh Polly Walnuts where they, they they go to the Russian guy's place and he, he hits him in the balls and you just hear him just go oh my fucking balls as he falls over and the way he says it just cracks me up every damn time what did they say? He was a member of the uh, Department of the Interior. And he's like, I don't give a fuck if he was an interior decorator. Kill it. <laughs> oh, so good. It's just, it's so, it's so well shot. It's so well written. It's just, it's that. Oh, it's so good. That episode is amazing. Oh, and when, when, when he finds out that, uh, that, that Chris has the, the like granola bar. Or the power bar or whatever, and he gets all pissed off at him. And he's like, well, give me a piece. And he's like, well, no, I need to save it. Wasn't that they also were, like, sucking on ketchup packets? Yeah, yeah, he had, he had like, the little ketchup packets. Oh, my God, that this show is just phenomenal. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I'll, Mine, uh, I'll, I'll do a uh, unpopular opinion, or is it just me, or is the Sopranos finale freaking amazing? I'm okay with that. Well, apparently we'll have to bring uh, Scott in to debate you on that. Yeah, we will. I will. Uh, I'll ask him. And as someone who's never seen a single episode, I will be your impartial judge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you always vote against me, so someone else has to be the judge. You've been the <laughs> judge... I've also never seen The Sopranos. I can judge. You've been the judge both times that I've done the uh, Cinema Smackdown, and both times I've lost. So I don't want well, you so to argue better. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Love you. Oh, I know. I'm just funning. <laughs> I'm just playing. But still, right, yeah, so you're not my judge. Hashtag not my judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so. Uh, obviously for not only best finale, but maybe one of the best TV shows ever made. Uh, again, it, it just highlights America's fascination with crime and criminals and uh, how to make a buck selling uh, little blue Christmas. Yes. Yes. Um, the finale was just an amazing end to an amazing series that ended at just the right time. Anytime we have these discussions about, you know, should it come back? We always talk about supernatural should have ended after season five. 
Uh, we just talked about how Dexter probably should have ended after, you know, season four. Game of Thrones. I mean, it's on season eight, but, you know, if they want to argue about episode count, it's really like six and a half or whatever. Um, but just five years just really seems like the perfect amount of time to develop characters, have them go through a couple arcs and then end it the right way. And I think that's exactly what Breaking Bad did. Um, I mean, you, Walt and Skylar, uh, Skylar, I can't remember her name, but I keep saying that she may be the greatest actress of all time because I've never hated a character more in my entire life than her. I just yeah. thought she was the most conniving uh, cunt I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Like I've never seen a woman like turn on her husband so quickly and so powerfully multiple times. And it's just, I hate every time I see her, even in other stuff that she does, I just hate her. I'm like, it's uh, fucking Skylar. Fuck that. Cunt. And a gun. But, yeah. Amazing <laughs> yeah, actress. Yeah. 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 She's a, she is fantastic. Like that's just, it's a career defining role because she was that good. Same thing with uh, Jesse, you know, Jesse, the character of Jesse was only supposed to be in one episode. He's supposed to be a one-off. Um, it's so well that he became iconic and it became a, uh, basically a buddy show rather than just Walt dealing with different criminals. Um, in just the end, you know, he he kills all the, the fucking Aryan Brotherhood. And Jesse gets away to go find uh, Max or whatever the little kid's name is. You know, it just, everything ends the way it probably should have. And probably the way it would have in real life. Like, everybody's dead. Jesse barely gets away like he always does. Skyler's just sitting there like a cunt. Um, <laughs> it's just... It, it wasn't wrapped up in a little bow, so you didn't feel good about the ending. But it feels like all the questions were answered. It felt like everybody had their time in the <clears throat> on screen. And it felt like Walt really got what he deserved. Um, yeah. I mean, but ultimately he did die. Uh, and it was just the way he went out. It wasn't really a redemptive arc. It was more like you stole from me. So I'm like, happened. Um, I am the danger. Like this is, that's the whole thing uh, he came up with Heisenberg. Like that was the character he created. So he had to live up to live up to it by killing uh, what's her name. Uh, like I can't remember even what she was. She was like a banker or something that was like funneling all their money into Russia. Oh yeah, and he switches out her uh, packet. Yeah, with yeah. the uh, the poison. Yeah, the and she slowly dies. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Was just amazing. Um, just the whole thing, the whole setup for the very last episode. You know, and uh, Jesse gets to shoot that fucking retard in the back of the head, or chokes him. He actually strangles him. Sorry, because that dude had shot Jesse's girlfriend. Um, you know, it's just everything. Got tied up. The only thing you didn't see was Jesse and the little kid hugging, but you know that's exactly where he was going. Well, he ended uh, but up. Other than that, you know, the final shot of uh, framing in on Walt's face, you know, as he's sitting there dying because he did take uh, a sideways shot from that 60 he put in that fucking car <laughs> that killed everybody. It was just amazing. It was just beautifully shot. It was beautifully done. It was the perfect time to end it. And uh, I never felt like we needed more. It ran its course and it was just of how to run a show. And uh, Jesse drove too far and ended up in a uh, cult on Hulu. <laughs> and was that before or after he was racing like McLarens? Oh, uh, I think after. Okay. Yeah, that show. I tried to watch that show. I got a season in, and oof, uh, it's something. All right. No, Breaking Bad, fantastic. Um, yeah, just great, great finale. Uh, yeah, I've, I've not been, I don't remember a, a character dying in a show that made me sadder than when Hank dies. 
Oh, yeah. Because that made me, it was the episode before the last episode, but it made me so sad. Like, yeah. that. Hank knew the whole time. It yeah. was such a fucking kick in the nuts because Hank knew what was going to happen and Walt didn't. Yeah. And it was just, God damn, Hank Schrader. All right, yeah. man. I mean, I'm telling you right now, this, it's the, it's, this is the classic example of Breaking Bad is a show that we, I, I hate people that just binge stuff on Netflix. When, when someone binges Breaking Bad on Netflix, I dislike them because I went, I started, like I, I started watching it in season two and I got caught up. And so I was watching it week to week and they split the last season into two seasons. And the cliffhanger is when Hank is sitting on the toilet and he reads the book and he figures it out. Yeah. And it's like one of the best scenes in the history of television. And he just looks and he has that look on his face like motherfucker. And like, he gets it. And then there was an 11 month break until the next episode and I have never been so pissed at a TV show as when that that shot came up and he's like he has that look on his face and then it fades to the credits man I was so pissed because I knew it was an 11 month wait to figure out what happens. And now you can just go and you can watch it on Netflix and like, you can immediately go to the next one and it, you know what happens. And I was just so mad. Oh, I mean, that's the same argument. Like I'm going to have in like five years or something when like kids start watching uh game of Thrones and that's, they get to watch all of it. That's what I'm like doing. In a straight shot, you know, and we had to wait what 18 months in between season seven and season eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm purposely waiting now uh, for my rewatch. Cause I had a rewatch planned because I always make it to season like somewhere in season two. And so now I'm like, I'm waiting for it to be done and I'm waiting for the Blu-ray to come out. That's the only season I don't have. And when it comes out, I'll buy it so that I have the whole set and then I can just sit and binge watch them all. Yeah. I'm gonna buy the box set. Like yeah. when it has every single season in it. Yeah. It's gonna I be just, sweet. Cause I'm like, I know I, I got to get through it, but yeah, I don't want to do the, the wait on that one. I learned my lesson from breaking bad. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. It taught me something. It was educational television. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Good pick. So holy fucking shit, I should have gone before Julian. <laughs> lesson uh, learned. Because I truly think I'm the only I'm the only one of us that's even watched this show that I'm about to talk about. Um you know, I I've said before I remember saying Is it Pretty uh, Little Liars. It, it was not actually. I, I actually wasn't crazy about the finale for the uh, show. Um, Costume Girl. Ooh, never seen it. Remember that one where they go to the Bahamas? Never mind. Actually, no, that's <laughs> not it either. Um, albeit the Futurama uh, series finale was great, but probably one of my. Oh fuck off! That show's terrible. <laughs> oh, for those not playing the home game, I guess Futurama on the uh, chat, and he yeah. said no, and then Julian said weeds. Ha! <laughs> uh, oh, so that was the worst. I should have put that one in the worst. Shit! I forgot about how bad that finale is. The entire show had gone to shit so much. Well, yeah, after season three. I don't think anyone gave a damn. Um, so. Uh, a, a little backstory about this. I remember seeing trailers for the show uh, back in the day watching Impact or TNA Wrestling, whatever you wanted to call it at the time. No. Um, and they 
I just remember thinking this show looked so terrible, so dumb, so idiotic. And then it was recommended to me once it hit Netflix, and I watched the first two episodes and was hooked. It's only three seasons long. It's only 39 episodes. I'm talking about Blue Mountain State. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, what? How? why would you ever say that you're the only person that's seen <laughs> that show? That thing is, I love fucking Blue Mountain State. Thank you. I, I, I just know I'd mentioned on the show, I actually am legitimately wearing my Alex right now. Um, Fuck yeah. Uh, and Julian, like Flanagan, did you watch the entire show? No, I did not. Okay, but either like, I missed like the I missed the third season. I've seen the first two. Man, the the third season has its down points, but like one of my favorite things is the season for series finale is two parts. It's directed by um, Bill S. Preston Esquire himself, Alex Winter, <laughs> um, and. You know, the, the entire thing is about this college football team. It's this college football team, college football team, college football team. But you, like, you only see, like, little bits of practice, and you never get to see them play a full game. And this, the entire series finale kind of goes around them uh, playing this championship football game. You actually get to see them play. You get to see everyone, like, it's just, it's so good. The, of course, they do it very tongue-in-cheek style. It's uh, it's so awesome. Alan Richson is legitimately one of, as Thad Castle, is one of those characters that you just want to hate so much, but you can't help but love because he's such an asshole. <laughs> such an unredeemable douchebag. One of the greatest things ever. I mean, there were two parts that really stick out in my mind. Fucking the one episode where uh, the, the chick is trying to bang Alex or whatever, and Thad comes up and is like, oh, do you have protection? He's like, let me see it. And he like puts it on a beer bottle and pours it through it. She poked a bunch of holes in it. And she's like, have my baby. You Get out of here, you crazy whore. You have, in fact, seen part of season three then. <laughs> is that season three? Then? Okay. That just, oh, my God. I remember just, I almost pissed myself laughing. The episode where they pass around the fucking... Uh, flashlight and they all get chlamydia oh yeah i mean that's just that's some shit like if you and me were just sitting around one day like let's what's the stupidest thing we can come up with let's all pass around a flashlight <laughs> uh in uh, bonus points can you remember the name of the flashlight it was from his dad who was a war hero in bosnia Uh, like Lucinda or something? Oksana. Oksana, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Blue Mountain State, it's just... And, like, my my whole thing... Um, I, 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 You know, you watch a series finale, and it, obviously you, you got my point about what I hated so much about How Many Your Mother is it didn't leave you satisfied. Um, If anything, the, uh, the How Many Your Mother finale just left you disappointed and feeling just cheapened. The Blue Mountain State one, ignore the movie. The movie's not great. It's not. Um, but the the 39 episodes, seasons 1, 2, and 3, for that is perfect and is probably the high note, like the high point in that show on. Nice. Yeah. I forgot all about that show until you brought it back up. That's fantastic. I think it's uh, streaming on. I know it was on Netflix for the longest time. I think it's actually on Hulu now. So, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend. Yeah, it's awesome. 
If you like college football, you'll love that show. Yeah, it's the funny thing is the dude that plays like Alec or whatever, the backup quarterback, he's like on some, I think he's on like he's Days of Our Lives like or some shit. Or yeah, he's like a fucking, I think he was before too. I think he was always like a fucking, uh, what's it called? A soap opera actor. It's so fucking weird. And he's so fucking funny. Because I think he, he left the show at some point, like they wrote him off or something, but you know, no one's ever fucked dead on a soap opera. Nope. And then he did the three seasons of BMS and then went back to the went back to the soap opera. Afterwards. That was actually my twin, twin that was dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Yep. Good pick. Fuck mm. yeah. Thank you. I've got a an honorable mention. Go for it. Um, because it's technically uh I, I call it the series finale. You know where I'm going with this because there was no ninth season of Scrubs. Uh, the yep. the <laughs> yeah. season eight finale of Scrubs. Dear God, find me a better closing episode that wraps up a show and better symbolizes the end of a show. For the love, that show is a, that episode is amazing, yeah. and they I... ruined it with that. Originally, season nine was supposed to be a spinoff. That's why, for most of the title cards uh, for season nine, it says Scrubs Med School. But they kept promoting it as Scrubs, so it's kind of the last season. But I don't count it, and mo even Zach Braff doesn't count it. So, oh yeah, because they they weren't gonna have Zach Braff, then they had him sign on for like four episodes, yeah, or five episodes or something. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, uh, I agree. With I know I haven't said it in a while, but fuck Zach Braff. Oh, <laughs> he just signed on to do a movie with Robert De Niro. Be nice to him. Fuck the cares. both of them. <laughs> I, fuck, I hate De Niro, too. Oh, God. So we're not going to go on a mandate to see that movie. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. You can we'll come over that. and watch Blade and Trinity actually, with me. Julian, uh, once it hits Netflix, can we watch it? Because I just want to hear you bitch the entire time. <laughs> I think we found our next last watch. Yep. I think we're doing it at your place with your not bright and shiny new TV that my big ass foot's going to be through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're watching it at John's is what I'm hearing. Yep. Okay. All right. Then. Uh, no, no, no. New plan. New plan. What we're going to do is Julian and I are just going to watch Blade Trinity. Oh, so my foot's going to be through. And that's just how it's going to play out. That's just all that there is to it. So, uh, um, I also had an honorable mention and it was going to be my pick until using any just self-contained anime show of 26 episodes is kind of a cop-out. Mm. And uh, I still think Cowboy Bebop has one of the greatest TV uh, series endings. It is... Don't spoil it. It is It is just there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It just uh, is. It exists. Yeah. Um, I have one that goes on both lists because it gets really close to being amazing and it does really stupid shit. Uh, for 10 seasons, we waited to see Clark Kent become oh, Superman. Oh, God, yeah. And finales, parts one and two, go back and forth between being amazing fan service and paying off 10 seasons worth of, of character building and then completely bungle the landing by never once showing Clark in the goddamn Superman suit. Uh, every time he's in it, it's a long shot and it's total CGI. The closest we get is the final shot of the show where they jump forward like seven years into the future 
and he runs up to the roof and they literally have the John Williams score and he runs towards camera and opens up his shirt and there's the, the Superman crest and cut to black. Uh, it, it's so back and forth. It does so much awesome stuff. It brought back Lex Luthor, um, uh, who'd been gone for like the last three or four seasons on the show. Again, great fan service, great paying off of things before then, and then just like stupid moments that bungled the landing. Like it, it, it for a while, it literally went on both my best and worst list, and finally, it spread as okay, honorable mention for both. Yeah, because it gets some cool stuff, and it also does some stupid shit. Yeah, it's a healthy mix of both. But I am a sucker for the John Williams Superman score, so well, yeah, as you should be. Whether or not they earned that moment, (laughs) that's debatable. But yeah, you know, awesome, cool. What else does everybody have? One, I got two quick ones. So one. some people have said it's not the the ending that the show should have had, but I, I think it tied it up very well. Uh, another crime show, obviously this one, uh, a little bit older. This one's the wire. Uh, I Ooh, think that the, yeah. it's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. I love it. I still quote it. Um, I think break I think I may like breaking Bad just a little bit more um, because obviously it had a little more comedy aspects into a couple episodes of it. Um, but the wire, you know, with Dominic West and Idris Elba and, uh, just you just look at that list and it's got so many good actors on that show that I mean there was one whole scene where they spent like three or four minutes and they literally said nothing but the word fuck and <laughs> variations of it um, it was just amazing uh, how they did it um, there wasn't very action-packed there was a lot of talking um, other than you know Omar going crazy every once in a while um, but the end it's because all it did was show that no matter how hard the good guys try uh, the corruption was so strong in Baltimore that it just it's this completes another cycle. Um, all the guys that tried to do good ended up losing their jobs or, you know, forced into retirement at the end because they ended up becoming bad guys because they had to f- uh, create a serial killer. Spoiler alert, in case you guys didn't know. Um, they just had to make up a serial killer to justify their task force to try and take down somebody else. And it was just, it just shows how corruption leads to more corruption and to more corruption. And then it shows how all the little kids that grew up in the ghetto became basically versions of the people they were, uh, their idol. So you had, uh, you know, Daquan and Michael become Bubbles and Omar, or the versions 2.0. So um, it just showed the the vicious cycle of these kids growing up in that neighborhood. Um, but I thought it did it really well. Uh, I mean, yeah, it could it probably should have ended after season four? But see, I didn't think season five was as bad as everybody made it out to be. It did, however, give me give me a. Uh, it did also give me one of my favorite gifts in all of creation that <laughs> I will send to the group chat. Yes. <laughs> And then the only other one I have is I, I am fully aware that I am a giant fucking hypocrite, so I don't need anybody to <laughs> spam me saying this. But the ending of uh, which one was it? Of New Heart. Oh, where, yeah. You know, and it's uh, he wakes up and he's in the bed of his of his former show. And it, all it was was the New Heart show. What was it? The second one was New Heart. The first one was the Bob New Heart show or something like that. So he wakes up in the entire second show was nothing but a dream from the character in the first one. And the the funniest thing between me and my dad growing up was always, this is my brother, Daryl. This is my brother, Larry. And this is my other brother, Daryl. Like it just, <laughs> it's just, I don't know why, but that always, it's so simple, but so funny. Yeah. New heart, bo- both new heart shows were actually really funny. And I think they're both on you on a uh, Hulu. I think, I think, 
Um, but yeah, yeah, and, and it was that was like that one was different because that was one of the first ones to do that, and it was like on yeah. it, it. It was a, a really big, wildly popular show, and uh, it, it actually did it really, really well. And um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't one of those cop out endings where what was it like? Um, they're inside the special kids snow globe. Um, uh, Same elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, like it was it was like a clever, like fun little wink that you know th- referenced another wildly popular show. Uh, like because, and you can tell its cultural impact because people like when. Breaking Bad finished. They did a fake version of that with Malcolm in the Middle, and you know Brian Cranston wakes up and he he's the dad for Malcolm in the Middle again, and he's like, I had this dream that I was I was selling drugs, and like it 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 was you know a complete and total parody because it's such a cultural phenomenon that that ending w- was like as big as it was, so. Yeah, they did it. They were one of the first to do it, and they probably did it the best. And everybody else has just been a cheap copy of it. Absolutely. Good pick. Good pick. That was that one's a uh, like a a deep cut. That was a good one. Yeah. Good one. Woo! Well done, everybody. Good times. And I think uh, I think legitimately now I can hit that and. I think we are. I think we're well into overtime. I think our uh, rental on the uh, the booth, the recording booth, is up. <laughs> I think we're about done. Um, so, uh, on behalf of everybody from Talk Nerdy to Me, on behalf of uh, Koran, Julian, Obi John, uh, this is. Uh, I feel like I'm like Tony Schiavone at the end of Nitro. Um, <laughs> I am. I am uh, I am um, Black Tom Hanks, and I am telling you, have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, that's right. I said I said it. I'm Black Tom Hanks. I thought you were the Canadian Denzel Washington. Oh, I'm both. Oh no, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm I'm Canadian. I'm I'm the American Ryan Reynolds. There you go, and the Canadian yeah. Denzel. Washington. And Canadian Denzel Washington <laughs> and uh, Black Tom Hanks, uh, telling you, everybody. Uh, the same thing that we tell everybody every week for listening to the show. Uh, we want to say thank you the only way that we know how. And I'm going to keep talking over it until I get my part out. Okay, quick. Over under. Uh, uh, who ends up on the uh, throne, Julian? Santa. Okay. Don't spoil this horse. for five years from now when I'm watching we it. don't know. We're guessing. I'm going to come back five years from now and be like, damn it, I just started this and you spoiled it. At the time of this episode, it is, it is not aired yet. We don't know who's in the And Dick Cheney's alive. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. Ooh. Peter Dinklage. Not Tyrion, but Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage as himself. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Ghost. Money. Certain his dominance, yeah. Tormund Giants Bane comes back to find the big with, woman. With, with all that titty milk. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs>